0: Welcome back to Ladies with Gumption, episode 142, Optical Illusions. We are the Ladies with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. I am May, and I'm here with...
1: Tatiana.
0: And Jessica. As always, you can find us over on Twitter at Gumption. You can email us all your thoughts at ladieswgumption at gmail.com. Or send us an ask on ladieswgumption.tumblr.com. All our podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, podcasts. Wherever you listen and you favor, we are probably on there. Um, And obviously, if you are not necessarily new, you've been listening to us, but you are not yet a patron. We do have a lot of upcoming stuff we're going to talk about that's amazing, I think. Um, Falcon the Winter Soldier. We're going to hopefully discuss. Jessica's trying to get us to watch The Wild so we can do that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> I want us to discuss Shadow and Bone. Maybe we can discuss that. Um, we've had a request to do um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but previously we've also talked about The Mandalorian, Upload, The Boys, The Witcher, WandaVision, Justice League, Godzilla versus Kong. So we've got a lot going on there. So. If you can support us, please do um, at patreon.com slash Gumption. and that keeps us going. And for those who are patrons already, thank you so, so much. Over in the news section, we do have a Legends of Tomorrow trailer and newcomer Lizeth Chavez on the friction with legends. So she is a new character this season who is... She was abducted by aliens and she comes into the orbit of the legends because Sarah was also abducted by aliens. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so what yeah. do we think of the trailer?
1: I mean, I think the legends is always just know how to have a good time, know how to throw a good party.
2: I I actually haven't watched the trailer, but I did see like um, the screenshot and article that they're doing like a, a Disney animated Episode, yes, version, yeah, which I'm really is. excited about. Um, I think it's just you know, this is one of the things that only like the Legends can do. They can make themselves into Muppets. You can have episodes of them as Disney princesses. And I think that's just like one of the, the um, charming points of Legends that they can do things like this that other shows um, in the era just can't do physically uh, or I don't know, like realistically. <laughs> Which is a weird way to put it, um, but it just works for the legends. So I'm excited for that. And you saw yeah. like the you saw the first episode, didn't you, May? I did. I did.
1: Yes. Um,
0: so, yes. Shout out to thanks to Swar because he also interviewed, um, someone, the, Phil Clemmer. Phil Clemmer, sure. Yes, my my name, the name, <laughs> the just biggest me. Phil Clemmer. <laughs>
1: really, well, you know, I I've what was that? He had a really nice interview with Phil Clemmer on Nerds of Color.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. he did. And it was a great interview and, you know, discussing, obviously, like, Zari and uh, Behrad and what's going on with – I'm brain dead today. But um, what is her name? Olivia. This character's name, I forget.
2: Oh, (laughs) Um, Constantine's (laughs) (laughs) – My God. (laughs) We're, we're awful legends has been on a break for too
0: long apparently oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes she's you know he answered questions about her too and i think that there's a lot of good stuff coming up and i can say the first episode that was, was very fun and pretty wild there's like a, a twist in there that i saw and i'm like that that tracks. Sure. <laughs> so, I don't know. So I'll episode, you ladies in, so watch it. <laughs> in the first
1: episode, Sarah is in it, right? You just don't Yes.
0: See she her is very face. No, right. she's very much a part of the episode. Oh. Okay. Yeah. She's heavily involved, um, often her own thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's just a Astra. lot of fun. Astra, Astra is her name. Thank you. Yes, Astra. Oh, okay. <laughs> you-
1: I'll talk about Pseudo Child? Is that whose name you couldn't? Yes. Be like that? Yeah, Yes, <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say Astrid, and I knew that wasn't right. So I just waited.
2: You, you were close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then over on Supergirl, we have uh, Azzy's script, Blind Spots. It's going to be episode 12 of season six, and it's going to be directed by David Ramsey. She's very yeah. excited about it. We're excited about it. Um, looking forward to all of that. And I think it's supposed to be a big kelly episode as well so is that's thank really god true?
2: thank god that hey, kelly is an episode have, she had
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and they had um behind the scenes pictures of her in her full guardian costume which is yeah. really cool so very excited for her i hope that they honestly do you know obviously ramp up her story because we're tired <laughs> um it is 2021 it's time yes yeah absolutely and then justice society of america world war ii um came out and jessica has seen the movie so do we want to share some thoughts on that
2: yes it came out on um digital and i think it comes out in blu-ray maybe this weekend if it hasn't already um and it's a really good movie like i i enjoyed it a lot um you know, obviously we had the the preview clip of Barry and Iris, and I did not know that I was psychic, but I was very psychic <laughs> about <laughs> what happened with Wes Allen in this movie. They're like bookends to the movie. Um, but basically, you know, like this the story is, um, you know, a lot of it takes place. It's It centers on the Justice Society of America, but it's also um, a lot about Barry's story. Um, The Justice Society of America, like, Diana is a boss bitch. Like, she is in control and in um, the leader of the Justice Society. And um, there's a lot of good dynamics with her and Barry. Um, Them kind of, like, they kind of relate to each other on a certain level, even though um, there's a little bit of friction at first because, you know, Barry is from the not their time and she's like who are you kind of thing um you have a lot of good um bonding between both barry and jay and jay is not like like grandpa daddy he's like younger he's he's not gray <laughs> he, he oh <doesn't>
0: <laughs> <not> <laughs> he's not gray yet
2: and it's, it's kind of interesting because um you know it feels like barry is really young in his flash journey um so there's moments of Jay being that mentor to Barry that you want to see. But then there's also moments of like old dog learning new tricks. They're kind of like learning from each other. So they have like a really good um, relationship in the movie. And then you also have um, the other members of the Justice Society of America, um, Carter Hall and Diana, uh, not Diana, um, Dinah, Black Canary have, you know, birds of a feather kind of thing. They, they've got like a good vibe going on. Um, our man and Jay have a good vibe. So there's all these like little dynamics. Um, there's a good twist in the movie. Um, so I think it's 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 pretty. It's a pretty good movie if you if you want to like sit down and watch anime. I feel like DC animated universe always have like really good writers with their movies and their shows, which I don't understand like where like how segmented the WB is. Kind of the disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> Right, DCAU right. writers can't like also write scripts for the DCEU. <laughs> for, for, I don't know where that disconnected, but lame. yeah, it's a very enjoyable movie. and I think people would like it a lot. So, um, if you have not seen it, yeah, I, I don't know, if, like why, also why I don't know what their distribution is like because it's not out on HBO Max yet. Um, I don't know if it's ever gonna be there. I feel like putting it on HBO Max to give it a lot more exposure. Um, but, again, I don't know how their distribution channel works. So Yeah, I don't know.
0: that's why I was confused because I did think, I mean, obviously, like, the default is like, oh, I guess it's on HBO Max. So now I'll have to
2: yeah.
0: figure I out another people, way to like, watch
2: it. <laughs> when on the tweet, like, DC um, Comics was like, you know, it's out now. It's like, where is it on HBO Max? I can't find it. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm just glad that, um, you know, with Barry and Iris, Iris knew he was a Flash already. Um because that's always fun. Yeah, it's it's nice that she they're they're not even married yet. They're dating, but she knows that he's flash. Which I feel like the way that um their relationship is in, in the movie, I kind of it kind of makes me want to see what they were like when they were dating or have them continue on with this universe storyline in other movies just to see where it goes from there. I feel like like maybe when they were dating iris got to a point where she was like tired of Barry being late or like all these excuses and then maybe she was like i think we should call it quiz and that and then he's like no but i'm late because i'm the flash and so now that <laughs> and that bought him like a grace period you know until now where she's like we've been dating for years and you don't want to move this relationship forward and so now she's like hit that point again it was like what are we doing, Barry? <laughs> so I mean, it's they have like a really good d- dynamic, and I feel like it sets up. There is some, um, there is a thread in here that could set it up for more future stories in this universe. Um, so I'm excited about that. I hope they they do it. I don't know what the the benchmark is for how well this movie is if they continue on this red line. Um, but I hope they do it for a variety of reasons, one of which is I would like to see more of Black Iris in the animated universe continuing forward. So we'll see what happens, yes, excellent. now we
0: we need her to be in the prime comics as well. So let's yeah. do it, d c. <laughs> but i'm I'm glad that the movie was uh, good because I don't know why I worried that it wasn't it was just gonna be okay, but dCAU always delivers, so I don't know.. Um, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward
1: to watching.
0: Yes, same. So maybe we can watch it and eventually review it for a Patreon episode. If Mm -hmm. you all want. (laughs) 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 Um, And then um, we have, for Titans, another casting person. Another casting. So many characters on the show. Vincent Carthizer is cast as Jonathan Crane. Um, So I don't know what his role is going to be beyond him obviously being the scarecrow but like how he's going to get along with everybody else and what he's going to be up to right, um,
1: and do more than like two episodes where he randomly shows up and you know, right? detonate some fear gas. and he gets
2: one episode like named after him and then we never see him again <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be like an episode
0: right after a cliffhanger where they just leave off that storyline right. and right. then introduce him Ah, uh, this show
1: from um, Mad Men, if that was him, I hated his character in Mad Men, but he was real good at playing that horrible character. So,
0: <laughs> so that means we'll, we we can look forward to him playing <laughs> someone similar. Um, exactly. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then for Star Girl, we have Star Girl news. So season two will debut on August ten, which seems like so far which away, but a Tuesday.
2: It's it's it a Tuesday. is a Tuesday in August. Yes. which is interesting because. I mean, like, we're off schedule with COVID and how, like, the show's premiere, but if Stargirl is premiering in August, I'm wondering where that lies with, like, The Flash and Returning in like our regular scheduled fall pro- programming.
0: I mean, in the um in the official press release, Batwoman and the Flash were the only ones that weren't there. So I feel like their seasons will be done because I don't feel like they're they will have as many breaks. I mean, as the be, other shows they'll have be
2: done like season yeah. seven will be done, but I'm talking about like season eight and like moving oh, forward, like yeah, when that will premiere.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I figured they'd just go back to the regular fall. Schedules like October because okay. DC fandom is going to be October 16, which I forgot to add. Um, so they're doing that again. Um,
2: but then that of- only gives Stargirl August and September before Flash comes back. So that's that's and then like Supergirl also like returns in August, right? Because we're getting uh Superman and Lois back in mm-hmm. May, like next week. So, yeah, but
0: they could move Superman and Lois to mid season because I feel like that's what they originally wanted to do anyway. But we'll we will see. Um what else? Supergirl will also have its remaining thirteen episodes um premiere in August on August twenty four. So that will continue. So we'll get it's like going back and forth. We're playing ping pong with the
2: CW schedule. So it That's is also exhausting. Very but it's weird that having those long like switching Superman and Lois and Supergirl like that, where you have these like long ass breaks. Very, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It'll
0: be interesting too because, like, the summer I mean, everyone's going to be vaccinated at some point and they'll be out and about, I'm sure. Mm. So it's like, oh, yeah, shows are on. <laughs>
1: well, not like it's not like um, ratings have increased, thanks that's to true. That.
0: So, maybe they won't
1: decrease <laughs> when hopefully it is over, <laughs> indeed.
0: Um, and then over in the DCEU, we have a young rock star. Yuli Latukifu, I hope I am saying that correctly, um, joins Black rock, Adam, baby. yes, mm-hmm. um, and he's already playing the rock, uh, like and- in college age on the show Young Rock. So, there Dance you go. To reason. <laughs>
2: Stands to reason they won't rock the boat with a different casting for a young rock <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> on the Black Adam movie. So that movie is going forward. I believe they
0: have begun filming already for it. So that is exciting. Um And then, of course, we have our first look at Naomi, which has been filming their pilot uh, recently. And they did like a visual of her, just the exact same one they had for the comic, which was kind of cool. Um, so it looks really good and I'm looking forward to the show. Any thoughts?
2: Just what you thought um, it looks really
1: good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think uh, you know, I'm ready I'm ready for more content in my life.
0: Indeed. CW <laughs> is expanding. I think I definitely think they will pick it up though, because they're putting that all that stuff out there for right. it. So they're
1: definitely they're definitely marketing it like they obviously are. Like in in the comic is just coming out, right? So or just started coming out recently so i'm sure they're like wb wants to push it on all fronts
0: and also like sorry ava we dumped your other movie we'll let right you work yes. on. <laughs>
2: cool. we just wanted you to have more time to work on this show <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right that was a lot of news but now we will move into the main portion of our podcast where we talk about supergirl and Black Lightning, which were the only two shows on this week. Jessica will be our host for this podcast, mm-hmm. and she will take it away.
2: <gasps> yes, yeah, so side A is Black Lightning, Catfish and the Crosshairs. Um, so on this episode of Black Lightning, the Black Lightning synopsis writers, they I don't know if they don't get paid enough to write inadequate synopsis or they are just, like, slacking on the job, but the whole synopsis is, <laughs> like, Gamby warns the Pierce family of a possible crisis looming. It's like, okay, we we'll <laughs> need more than that. So, basically, what happens in this episode is that Ishmael is coming to collect the heads of all the Pierce's, um, so, obviously, like, Anissa fills in Gamby and her dad on the um, attack on her and Grace, and so... Gambi does some research with TC and he's like look this guy is like military and he is blah 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 blah, blah and he's trying to get in the League of Assassins and it's a big deal. Um, everyone's like okay we have to be careful and the only one not taking this right seriously is JJ aka Jen. She's just like I'm just gonna light his ass up if I see him. <laughs> and people are like maybe you shouldn't do that because he almost killed your sister. Um, she's just like mm, so what? Um, so she's not taking it seriously, and although she is, she was public enemy number one before she flew up into the atmosphere and like blew up. Um, now with this additional threat, it would be safer for her to lay low. But when a cute boy is in need of funds for his school music program, it's up to Lightning to <laughs> come to the social media rescue. Um, so she does that, and there's some some flirting going on between her and um, Uriah. But um, using social media to flex for your crush is not Jefferson's idea of superheroing responsibly. So <laughs> he and JJ have uh, a debate, uh, an adult debate on the pros and cons of social media, um, which I think maybe a lot of parents have with their kids nowadays on you know how much social media is too much social media. Um, but they end on uh, a compromise with Jefferson a- agreeing to like a soft shutdown rather than a hard complete shutdown. Um, However, Lightning social media stunt catches the eyes of Chief Lopez, who is still around, still being a hater. And when JJ gets a DM from her crush, Uriah, to um, wishing to thank Lightning in person for her social media efforts, she gets caught in a cop catfish trap and has to make a hasty escape. Mm. Meanwhile, Lynn is having nightmares about Force fixing her family, quote unquote, and stripping them of their powers. But her experiment goes wrong and she winds up killing them in her dream. So ominously, after having this misappropriation of lab resources dream, (laughs) Lynn gets shut out of her lab in real life and is arrested by the FBI um, because she's caught up in uh, Jefferson's embezzlement case because it turns out that the money that was stolen from the school was used to fund her research. And that's not a good thing. Lynn finds herself scared, confused, and alone going through the prison intake process. Um, and then finally, well, on another um, thread, Khalil slash Painkiller comes back to Freeland to follow up on Tobias' money trail. But Tobias is moving forward with his plan to neutralize the Pierces by literally using Lynn's meta-boosters of bowels powers, which is a, a neutralizer, uh, to nullify all of the meta meta abilities in Freeland area just as Jefferson is in the middle of a fight with Ishmael and this one is about to be run over by a car and JJ is flying high in the air so them all losing their powers at the same time is not great <laughs> this episode was written by J. Allen Brown and directed by Keisha Sharp what brought joy for you in this episode <laughs> well <laughs>
1: Uh, your rundown brought me joy. That was a very detailed um, yeah. <laughs> and you know intricate explanation of what went down. Uh, but first of all, I love that JJ has her own little love triangle. I think Raya is adorable. I appreciate him as baby's first crush. Also, <laughs> TC, serving best friend in unrequited love realness, the likes of which we have not seen since season one of The Flash, and I love that too. So, I'm all here for either one. <laughs> um... And then the fact that, like, there's OG Jen's voice in JJ's head. I'm like, what's happening here? What's going on? Where she's like, it's too much. Not that that brought me joy, but I'm, like, intrigued. I want to know more. I want to know where we're going with this. What is happening? Did I miss
2: that? And what happened there?
1: It's, like, there was, there are parts. It happened, like, a couple of times when JJ was using her powers or whatever. And then, like, there's Jen's voice inside going, like, it's too much. And then she, like, has to stop where she has, like, a little, like,
2: how did I miss that? I have to go back and watch now.
0: I missed that, too.
1: Why are y'all... Even though, I was,
0: even though I was riveted by this episode, so...
1: <laughs> I, I, I thought it was... At first, I thought it was just Jen... Like, JJ's voice inside her head. But I was like, that sounds much like China. And then I went and looked, and people were like, it's Jen's voice in JJ. So I was like, what does this mean? What's happening? Hmm. So, anyway. Um... Either way, I want to know what's happening with her powers. It's still she, like she
2: was unstable, right? Like that's the yeah. We think saw we Lin... saw that thing that Lynn was like, you know, Jen was stable and JJ is unstable, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, where is this going? And especially because, as we know, <laughs> Jen became JJ because she was being too reckless, you know, right. with her. And so now it's like JJ is not really slowing down on that front. So it's a
2: little
1: mm-hmm. bit like, mm, what are you doing? But anyway. I think that's interesting, and I also like I liked the little social media argument between JJ and Jefferson, and how they're like starting to like be more playful with each other and kind of, you know, coming back together as a family. Be more father daughter. Exactly. It, it feels it feels more homey, and I'm happy with that. Also, Darius has been defeated. Um, not really.
2: <laughs> poor Darius. <laughs> I like. I felt bad. Was like, damn, his house is huge. Right? <laughs> How did he earn that on, like, his salary? What was going on there? And he just right. moved to Freelance. Where are you getting that money, sir?
1: <laughs> I guess he was, like, an heir. He had, like, a bunch of money from a wealthy family or something. But, yeah. I did I did appreciate him for sacrificing himself in the name of giving Anissa an interesting plot. So, I'm here for that. Um, also, Anissa got a new suit out of it. So, that's also nice. But I, I'm definitely looking forward to what she's going to uncover. You know, I like that he brought that to her. Mm-hmm. And- She's gonna be able to like do some investigating.
2: And then politely died so she could. And then politely died so she could politely
1: removed himself from the equation. <laughs> um I love Shakur, like helping out Black Lightning still. giving him the heads up on lightning. Um maybe he'll be the new Henderson, maybe they'll be besties in the future. Uh also I liked that the Uriah like the what's his Lopez, whatever was smart mm-hmm. enough to use Uriah as the fake out for lightning. Cause I was also believing that Uriah was like, oh, Uriah Lightning time, but then no. No. <laughs> it was lightning trap time. So that was that was good. Um, I like the good cop, bad cop routine that Khalil and Painkiller have. I feel like it was more um evident slash funnier in this episode than it was when mm-hmm. they presented it in the painkiller pilot or, you know, backdoor pilot. So I enjoy I enjoyed, you know, that and then you get to see, you know, <laughs> Khalil, Khalil's method versus Pinkel just being like, "Well, I mean, he can die now, right? So it's fine." Um, and what else? I think the ending, like, on the one hand, like, yes, it's a good, not a fake out necessarily, but it's a good cliffhanger, right? Like, what's going to happen? They're losing their powers, mm-hmm. so I guess that's good. However, we already have had Jen like <laughs>
2: Jen falling from the sky
1: out of while flying midair. So <laughs> I don't know. This is happening a lot to her.
2: Concern. Um, you would think she would stop flying or get right? scared. <laughs> right. she has
1: fear. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that about sums up my joys. Please, please take it away, ladies.
2: May, did you watch the episode this time? I
0: did watch the episode. <laughs> I had enough time to watch this episode. No, um, last week was just hectic, but this week's was this episode was so good. Um, there was just like a, so much tension, and the pacing was amazing, and I like the fact that they didn't just you know, relegate Khalil to, like, you get your own backdoor pilot. We're going to leave you there now. People are going to not forget that you exist, but, like, you're not going to be part of what's going on with the rest of the show. So I like that they brought him back, and it's like, yes, he's still doing his own thing, but he's going to come and help the Pierces, and then, like you said, we get to see the back and forth with him and Painkiller, again, as, like, a reminder to kind of also develop his character, and I thought that was really clever. Um, Of course, J.J. and jefferson i really liked the back and forth that they had i f- really missed that um this season especially because the family has been divided and they've been doing their own thing and they haven't been spending as much time together so it's really nice to sort of see even like the generational differences too because you know like it made me laugh that she's like oh yeah he told me to you know stop posting or whatever but he didn't he doesn't know how he doesn't know how instagram works <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, you found a loophole. I see what you did there. <laughs> so all of that was really cute. and It was just nice to see Jefferson parenting and also being okay with his daughter as JJ now, as she is now. And that was really sweet and lovely and um, kind of getting back to that really comforting family dynamic. Um, and Anissa, like you said, had... <laughs> Poor Darius, but yes. And getting something something interesting to do because I do feel like in general her plot this season hasn't really been – she hasn't really been doing much in terms of story. Um, so now she's kind of getting back out there. I do love her new suit as well. Um, Gambi's just continuing to be the best tailor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Lynn's stuff was – I feel so bad for Lynn this season. Like she just, this is not a joy, but she's like
2: going through
0: it. she's going through it. And, but I do appreciate like this focus on her because, you know, for a couple episodes, we didn't have the therapy. Now she's back in therapy and she's sort of seeing like dreaming about the worst case scenario of what she would do to her family, but also her experimentation that she's been going on. Um, she's been doing cannot speak today but like also what her work really means to her and then have in that same episode the devastation of having all of that taken away 26 years of research and just hard work and effort and all of these things that she really loves taken out um was really really hard to watch but it was also really good storytelling because I think it raised the stakes it raised the tension um so while I felt amazing Yes, she was amazing this episode. Like, just watching her, going through all of those emotions. Excellent, excellent acting. Um, I also think, as much as I hate Lopez, like, I just can't stand her character whatsoever. um, The fact that she, you know, she has a goal. She's like, I'm going to bring down lightning. I don't want her to have this popularity (laughs) for whatever reason. I just hate metahumans. I'm going to do this. And the fact that she read, you know, Uriah and Jen's body language, um, and decided, oh, yeah, these two might like each other, so I'm gonna use that against them. I was like, smart lady. Um, and it's just like in general, like TC and JJ, I love TC. I think he's been one of the greatest characters to come I love into the show. So much. Yeah, I, he's like, I constantly just wanna give him a hug. He's just a great character. Um, And I love the vibe that he has with JJ like they're back and forth you know he does seem like he's got a crush on her and he really appreciates her for who she is because he's always trying to protect her and maybe it's a little bit of guilt too, like what happened last time but he's been doing that even before you know her transition so Mm -hmm. it's like really it's a really cute dynamic and I hope it does go somewhere Um, but for now I am just happy to like see them on screen and just kind of be there for each other because I feel like he's sort of part of the Pierce family for good now he's like that son you know jefferson never had <laughs> so it was really really um nice to see all of that uh, going on as well um yeah i think that about sums it up it was just like a really solid episode that's really really developed everything that was that was happening up to now
2: i agree it gave what it was supposed to have gave and that was it's like it was one of the stronger black lighting episodes this season in my opinion which is I feel like it's saying something just because of the fact that I haven't really liked this season particularly. Um, I was, I just felt like I was invested in this episode and uh, it kind of like delivered on all of its plots. And I said, I was not like last week. I said, I wasn't going to ship JJ and TC, but I lied (laughs) dear listener to myself and to (laughs) (laughs) y'all in this episode. Like, you know, Because I think, like, last week, you know, when she was, like, flirting with Uriah, (laughs) and she's like, oh, my God, no one has been showing me around at all. And he was like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I was over here. (laughs) Um, But this episode, like, when they were, I was was like, you know what? I was fooled by Brandon and, and Jen before, so let me not. But this episode, when they were, like, on the roof, and, you know, she was talking about, like, she was, like, Tati said that she was in, like, a love triangle between her, Uriah, and um, TC, but I also feel like you could also call it a triangle between her, Lightning, and Uriah. So it's was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's very because um, this is like one of the, the the superhero kind of tropes that we haven't fully been able to see in any of the other shows. Like we could have done it with um, it was like half baked with the Flash, right? Um, with you know the Flash, Iris, and Barry, they never really fully went down that road, and here I feel like. You know, it's like a, a, a full out thing with um J.J., Uriah, and Lightning. Um, but like while she's like talking through this with T.C. and, you know, debating like, oh, when do, I, when do I need to be Lightning and when do I need to be J.J.? Like, oh, he can't be too into Lightning because then it's not enough for, for J.J., blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, why can't J.J. be enough? And he, like the look that he gives her, she's like heart eyes. Like, come on, T.C., you can do it. <laughs> and now I'm I'm on I'm on the ship again. So I I like heartache, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but hopefully um, hopefully at ha- least it's something Pining. <laughs> pining. <yeah>! Um <laughs> But I, I am mean, and it's not even that I hate because I like Uriah too. Like either way that this situation is going is all good for you and then her ex came back in the picture in the same episode. So like, oh, much romantic so drama. Yeah, all the guys. All the guys. <laughs> Um, but I, I, you know, I like Uriah. I think he's also cute. And I think that they have good chemistry with JJ. Um, so, but I was like, you know, when she went and, um, met him as JJ and she like kissed him and he was like, oh, I was like, hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) whatever is going on there, it's very, very interesting. and And I like it a lot. Um, let's see. What else did I like? Um, I I liked um, I liked that Anissa got her suit because her suit looks amazing. I like the purple and, and the pinks and the way that it moves. I thought it was hilarious. That she put it on and was like, do you like your suit? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like shooting at her just like randomly out of nowhere to prove that it. it was like bulletproof. I'm like, you couldn't do that either way, Gamby? Like, you know, come on. <laughs> um, so I, I thought that was, that was a funny moment. Um, I, I like the Khalil painkiller. Um, he only had one scene and zero involvement with the Pierces. But it was still an enjoyable scene. And I feel like this sequence did a better job at distinguishing between Khalil and between Painkiller. I like that they used their reflective surfaces for them to talk to each other. Um, I feel like that's better than what The Flash is doing with having, like, Danielle stare into the sunset talking to herself. Um, (laughs) So I like (laughs) that. I thought that was a better use. It's kind of funny because when he came in, I was like... I'm not sure who this is. It feels like painkiller, and it turns out it was painkiller. Um, but I thought it was just kind of funny that he was like, oh, we're here to talk. And it was just like <laughs> kind of, his voice said we're here to talk. But his bi-language is like, I came here to fight, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't really care what we learn, but <laughs> I just want to beat somebody up. Um, so I, I kind of like that dynamic more now. And I liked how Jordan's face, especially with his facial expressions, um, it was a lot easier to tell he, when he was Khalil, he would soften his face a lot more versus when he was painkiller and it was he would harden his face a lot more. So it was easier, um, I think, in addition to the reflective surfaces, whether he was soft or hard, um, it made it a little bit easier to differentiate between the two. So that's, that's good. Um, I feel like this is the first, and I also feel like, because last week um, with Tobias, I was like, what? the fuck is his in game like i don't understand what are you doing <laughs> uh, so in this episode we got to actually see what he was doing and he actually did because i was like does he even know what lindsley's research is with the meta boosters is he aware of that is he is that what he wants and it turns out that it, he did want that and they did send val there for the purpose of her discovering val's meta powers and putting it into a booster so I thought that was good that we were finally pushing forward on that front it seems like Tobias has gone off the deep end Mm -hmm. (laughs) with his like motivations but at least we're getting to that point of seeing where um where he's trying to go and I feel like the cliffhanger was a really good cliffhanger because it just like kicked off at the worst possible moment for each of the meta pierces Um, so it was a good place to end on but what in this episode did not spark joy let's discuss
1: (laughs) (laughs) well um even though i do agree that it was like a strong story and christine was amazing etc Lynn's you know starting off with like her nightmare of like gassing her family or whatever you know experiments gone wrong on her family was just like very difficult to watch and also I was expecting it to go like I was expecting it to go a different route right I wouldn't expect it to go and then she loses her job and then she loses her research and then she loses her freedom <laughs> I thought it was going to be more along the lines of psychoanalysis about why Lynn feels like this disparity between herself and her family is so oh, important really? She so, talked to that
2: therapist, like, um, once in the beginning of the episode and never saw him again.
1: Yep. Because we were going a different way. A different way. Um, and also, you know, I understand why she's lashing out Jefferson, because, you know, even though it's not literally his fault, like, it is Tobias' fault, but still, this wouldn't have been happening if not for Jefferson. Um, so I get it, but I'm also like, can y'all just, like, not fight for one episode? Could y'all, would that kill you? Would you literally die if you just did not hate each other for one episode? Um,
0: so many thoughts for our Love Boat episode. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um,
1: and then again, like, even though I said it was a good cliffhanger, I'm also just like, I'm so tired of Tobias winning. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the Pierces have been having a really rough go this season and they have not been doing very much winning. And it's very upsetting to me. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think that was a really good episode, like you guys said. So I don't have, I just have like minor nitpicks. Like the two things I just mentioned, but I definitely agree with what Jessica will say, which is that the Tobias and Lynn crack ship was fun. I liked where that right, (laughs) he's engineering her entire destruction, and that's not nice at all. He should have a soft spot for her, yeah. And
2: doesn't he need her research?
1: Yes, what is so.
2: Uh, I don't frustrated.
1: know. Maybe they're gonna like pull her out. Maybe it's valley. Like, maybe
2: it's Val is just like a gelato, and just like <laughs> <laughs> I need to move Lynn out of the way so that Tobias can go. focus or something. I don't know. There you go.
1: He'll he'll break her out next episode. I love that. Oh, there we go. But yeah, I don't really have any other any other dislikes or not joys, so
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same. I mean I will complain about Gamby a little bit only because I feel like I feel sort of bad for Lauren. <laughs> He keeps leading her on and then you know he's just using her to get information and stuff. So I feel a little bit bad about that. I'm like, was she, in this episode? she was in this episode. I'm like, you have yeah. an opportunity.
2: <laughs> I, I guess I was like because I, I was live tweeting it. So I guess I just was like not paying attention to some things. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I think
0: I think she was briefly in this episode. Um, but yeah the lynn stuff the ending was very hard to watch um it went on for way too long um like every detail it was just it was a lot and you know like i get what they were going for but i feel like they could also shaved off a couple of minutes of it um because it was it was very very hard um to have to like witness her go through that um And just because she was also on a losing streak in general, like over the course of the episode, it was just, it was just brutal from like start to finish her doing that to her family and her, even if it was a dream. I agree. It was very hard to watch that. Um, And also it, it would have been interesting to explore, like, is it because of her experiments with like her shooting up herself with the different powers and stuff that she felt like she had to take away? her family's powers to, I don't know, make sense of what was happening. Like that would have been interesting, but yeah, just, it was just really hard to watch all of that. Um, and I feel like it didn't, it really didn't need to be that long.
2: Yeah. Um, for this episode, I, I definitely agree with you about the, the Lynn scene. I felt like it was, and I feel like it goes back to what I was saying last week about, um, trauma porn, with Black Lightning and how they just feel like they like to do that um I yeah I felt like really really bad for her and it feels like her whole storyline this episode like her nightmare of killing her family um that was extreme and it felt like it was going somewhere with therapy because it's like uh, there when I saw I was like there's no way that she would do this it's not real that she would do it by force and then figure out that it's a dream and she's in therapy and be like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. But then it didn't go anywhere. And it just led to her like losing her job and then her arrest and the intake scene. And, um, I was just like, where were you going with this whole situation? Um, it just felt like very violating. And then, to be honest, like, I know, like Tati said, like, I know it's not technically just fault, but I still, I still want to make it (laughs) 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 just because like of his whole, like this whole shit was with Tobias and Jeff is like going off on, you know, this whole thing with Tobias and um, he's been, you know, serious about it from the beginning and, and to the point where he's like, Lynn, you should risk your sobriety for to find out what Tobias is doing and blah, 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 blah. And so like, I won't blame Lynn for making it Jeff's fault because I want to make it Jeff's fault (laughs) because like at the end of the day, like device is doing this to get at Jeff and his feud originates with Jeff. So I'm feeling like if Lynn wasn't with Jeff, then she wouldn't be in this situation. So I, I, I would feel like I would understand her emotions towards that. And I kind of understood her emotions towards losing her job because of Jeff, um, so if that was, like, Tobias' thing to break them apart, then that's definitely working. Um, but, like, also, like, what happened to the Tobias-Lynn crack ship? Like, what happened to him breaking them up by seduction? <laughs> like, can we not <laughs> go back to that? That was fun. <laughs> Instead of, like, I just, like, I almost feel, like, mad at Tobias as well. It's like, do you not care about this lady fake or whatever at all that you know instead of like using her and seducing her away from Jeff you like use her and then destroy her by sending her to prison like that's not cool and whether it's like him or I don't know like I still don't know if um Val did this on his behalf because you know he was talking about now we have to take care of she's like oh no I already took care of Lynn I don't, does he know what she meant by taking care of? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm assuming too much emotion onto Tobias. It probably is not there. But I'm just saying, like, could we not go another route with Lynn that didn't wind up with her, humiliated, alone, confused, scared, with um, an unsympathetic police officer and in intake and having to go through all this. Ride. And you kind of think about, like, in reality that is what people go through with the intake process and how um you know the cavity search and and all of that kind of stuff so it's very uh raw experience that you know you're seeing this because we um have empathy for lynn as a character that we've known and we know that she's not in the situation because of herself um seeing her go through that you have empathy for that and you think about like what people go through in real life having to do this but and it's still very, like, difficult to watch um, and for it to go on, like, as, as long as it did. And with the way that Black Lightning has been rolling for the past couple of episodes with Black Trauma, I just feel not very inclined to give them any kind of credit or due to Shining a Light just because, Right. you know. So, that was that on that. <laughs> um, I... I also kind of like I feel I don't know if I feel bad, but like Jefferson is raising such a hard-headed child in JJ. <laughs> I'm like, it is so it's like it was like so frustrating when Gamby and Jefferson and this are all like Ishmael is a dangerous person, he's bad news. You know, even before then, when um, she was running around as lightning and you had, like, the news trying to do this campaign against her, Chico Lopez is out there against her, and JJ is just like, I don't care, I'm I'm a beat up whoever comes around me, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, has she not had enough life experiences at this point to realize that she's not invincible and that she needs to take having an alter ego, like, more seriously and learn how to become more cautious and how to like, maneuver this. Ishmael gave both Anissa and Grace trouble, so what made her think that she could take him on if given the chance? Like, it just seems like, you know, you know, like, they talk about, like, the, the you know, Gen Z, or I don't know, I don't know if it's, they call everybody millennials, so I don't know if they really, if it's really, like, millennials for, that they're talking for about, but, like, for JJ, like, the yeah, invincible she's generation. A, she's a Gen Z. I know she's a Gen, Gen, Z, Gen Z, but I'm talking about, like, in general, like, when people talk oh. about how young people, quote-unquote, oh, yeah. think they're mm-hmm. invincible, um gen z or you know like yeah. everybody is a millennial for you know <laughs> reasons <laughs> so like you know they so, think like that the they're a generation yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so but i don't know if, if that is like what's going on but um you know it's just it's very like frustrating to watch you know somebody be like i'm invincible and she's already died like once <laughs> um so it's just yeah, yeah. She's she's a very hard.
0: She's child. fallen out of the sky, so I would no. think that she'd be afraid to. She'd she'd realize Unless, her own mortality. Like
2: where where you is be the be limit? Like, where you're like, damn, yeah, I should like <laughs> pull back, right? <laughs> maybe she feels like
1: because she was brought back that she's like, okay, I can do anything because I'll just get brought back. Meaning, like maybe that's the story. But so far, yeah, already, I don't
2: yeah. Know. it's not translating correctly. <laughs> Yeah. Um let's see, what did we had? We have we had feedback from Swara. What did Swara have to say? I'm surprised I didn't get feedback from Paulina. Where'd you go, girl?
0: <laughs> what did Swara um, have to say? Swara says this is an interesting and upsetting episode of Black Lightning. Again, continuing in the internal family dynamics and drama, which remains the show's core strength and where it does best. But this episode also felt disjointed from the rest of the season by introducing one too many plot hurdles. Why exactly have the Metas lost their powers? This honestly felt like it had little buildup besides the Meta hate. The argument between Jen and Jefferson on how present she can be online felt real and earned. Again, wish we got more of this sooner in the series. And how they talk through the problem was realistic. Jen was overall great this episode. I wish we had Grace present to continue more of the dynamic, but I guess they didn't want to pay Chantel <laughs> for this episode. Um, on on another topic, I suppose the question is of how tired we are of viewers of Lynn and Jefferson's fights, but I think for what they did in this episode, they did it rather well in the way that felt rooted to the, wi- to the wider conflict of the season. I don't know what they're doing exactly with incarcerating Lynn. This scene was super upsetting and likely could have used a trigger warning. Frankly, it seems like another instance of the show relishing in black trauma, and it was completely unnecessary. Last point, I guess we're getting a lot more of Khalil and Painkiller than we anticipated this season, hoping that psychs me up more for his spinoff. Thank you for your feedback, Suara. And yeah, Paulina. Paulina has abandoned us.
2: We're upset. I know. If there's no Flash, (laughs) there's no Paulina, I guess. Um, Do we have any predictions for Black Lightning? Will Jen fall out of the sky to her death? Will unless I get hit by that car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Their I, powers I like will turn know. on at the last second.
2: <laughs> Somehow. Or
0: they'll, or they'll
1: be saved by some other person whose powers work differently. You know, I don't know.
2: Khalil will show up. Some- he he will be like right at the point Jay-J. where JJ is about Jay-J. to fall and catch yeah. her. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he'll be like, "Ooh, who are you? And he'll be like, oh, wait a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be admittedly funny. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm waiting
2: for that. Then, Anita. then JJ
1: is romancing um, Uriah as Lightning, uh, TC as Jen, and then Khalil as JJ.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, she's got it going on this season.
2: <laughs> I don't know that I have any predictions other than maybe like the only way that I could think of because I don't think anyone's gonna like randomly come in and save all three people at the same time. Maybe. Val's meta booster doesn't work as long as they thought it was gonna work, or because I don't know. Like Lynn's doohickey was supposed to do something. I don't. I guess it was like a delivery device. I don't really understand how long it was supposed to deliver or what it was. I don't know how he used it to get boost Val's meta boosters. So the only thing I can think of is maybe that it malfunctions because they rushed delivery on it. Cause dude was about to die, <laughs> and their powers come back on at the last minute. I don't know, but I like that. Because that happening, know. it's it's I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving over into side B, caloric consumption, we have Supergirl. <laughs> Nia and Brainy attempt to save Supergirl from the Phantom Zone by time-traveling back to Kara's home in 2009. So they go back to Midville, um, and they are targeting the night of prom. So they're dressed up in their prom gear. Um, And while they're determined to secure a needed item, which is um, Supergirl's DNA from the solar flare that happened that night, Brainy is worried about keeping a low-profile. So as not to alter the future timeline, because the last time he tried to time travel, he misstepped by about 12,000 years. Um, So he is definitely stressed out in this situation and wanting everything to go perfect. However, um, what's that saying? Was it physics? Anything that could go wrong will go wrong or whatever. Uh, That happens and their spaceship crashes upon arrival And who better to find them in this uh, vulnerable state than a young Car Danvers, her boyfriend Kenny, who is alive in this timeline, Yay! uh, thank you crisis, (laughs) and her stressed out sister Alex. Um, So the trio decide to help Brandon and Brenda (laughs) fix their ship so they can go on their merry way. Um, And they need to get a... 3D printer of some things um, and the (laughs) most important ingredient was dysporium, whatever, which I thought was a made-up rock, but apparently my iPhone autocorrect said it was real (laughs) because I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) So, uh, yeah.
0: We're learning science. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Supergirl
1: is teaching us things.
2: (laughs) So they, they have to, like, get a checklist of things to fix the ship. Meanwhile, there's still the the issue of car solar flare, which has not happened yet because they arrived 24 hours before they were supposed to. Um, so who knows if that's going to go off because, um, meanwhile, while all this is going down a young reporter named Kat Grant has arrived in Midvale because it has been called the luckiest town in America. And she wants to figure out why that is. She suspects that there is a big story in the small town. Um, And we end um, this episode on a cliffhanger because there is a alien villain called Maxian Tork, who is a, um, He's not a zoologist, but he, he owns a zoo. He's basically the tiger king of whatever planet he's <laughs> from. <laughs> and he wants to collect a, a Kryptonian, a Naltorian, and a Kaluan for his exhibit. And it ends on him um, capturing two of those three. Um, so we will see what happens in the next episode and how that gets resolved. This episode was written by Rob Wright and Jess Cardos and directed by Alexandra LaRoche. What okay. brought joy? Isn't she um, Candace's stunt double? Or am I just like lying?
1: I don't think she's Candace's stunt double but she is a director for The Flash. Yeah. And, uh, and Caitlyn's bully, Caitlin's school bully was named after her. Lexi LaRoche.
2: Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> but to <yes>. bully Caitlyn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the honor of bullying Caitlin. <laughs>
2: Anyway, about this episode, what else brought joy other than? (laughs) Well, um,
1: I felt much joy in the whole episode. I thought it was like an awesome way to return to Midvale and not just that, but kind of like expand on the whole world that we were introduced to back in like season three. So the casting remains on point. It was already great. Like young Kara and young Alex are perfect for their roles. And now we add to that young cat grant who totally was channeling uh Flockhart, even if like the years don't make sense. Cause I think this is only like six years before the first episode of Supergirl. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think Melissa Flockhart looked like that six years ago, but it doesn't matter <laughs> because, because I believed it. I bought it uh, <laughs> when I was watching it. Um, also, I love that Brainy and Nia got to, you know, be the center of proceedings for once. I love that they had to go. They were the ones that went on the adventure. Um, I loved their Brandon and Brenda personalities. Uh, and just, like, the fact that they were able to make a funny "What's up?" joke in 2021. How far. It's, like, gone all the way from. Ba- like, it went all the way past basic back to Iconoclast. And so I'm really proud of them for that. Um also, just, yeah, they were super awkward and didn't know how to treat young Kara and Alex. I love that they had to give themselves these elaborate backstories that still actually tie into what they are really, you know, feeling what they really have gone through. Uh, Nia and Kara bonding over moms and powers was beautiful to witness. Kenny and Brainy nerding out together. Um, the joke about, <laughs> uh, about, you know, like them having to build a 3D printer together uh, was really, really cute. And I feel like in, I just don't know how they did it, but in one episode with Kenny, um, they have managed to build a ship for Kara that is rootable, like, more rootable than yes. all, all other ships. Yeah.
2: In- oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, I was know like, how. When I, saw, I, was like, I would, I want to know what happened with Kenny and Kara now. Like, I want him to, like, if they came back and that was, like, the OTP, like, I would be okay. Like, I'm sorry, William, but. Yeah, no offense, <laughs> William.
0: Like we're finally okay. gonna give her a romance in season six, and it yeah. was with an ex that right? we, will, yes. we we actually like. Bring him back. <laughs> exactly.
1: I would love for it, and then because then you have that whole like it's built in like they had to grow apart because she obviously didn't stay in Midvale, and you know b- work out of the makeshift uh, um, fortress assault that he made her, which was actually really cute that he did that. Right, mm-hmm. that's a cute idea. It's not his fault that she did not tell him that she is not going to stay in Midvale. Right, um, but anyway, so they obviously had to go for, grow apart because of that, and then they meet each other again in the present. Oh my God, And here's the thing too. I don't want to say, I don't want say it, but I'm saying it. okay? Um, the difference, the biggest difference, aside from the fact that he was written as actually someone who's just there to support his girlfriend, which makes him automatically the most readable, uh, is that it, Melissa Bonoyce is not there. Did <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> not add chemistry to the ship. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because Melissa, bless her heart, did not even have chemistry with her own husband. So, <laughs> I feel like that helps. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: and we are primed to like it when, when adult him comes. So, it wouldn't matter oh that they don't have chemistry anymore. Because we already remember their, y- their youthful chemistry. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, aside from that, um, I did love the part about, uh, first, that Nia was struggling because... She's remembering her mom. She wishes she could call her mom. But if she does that, then she might change the timeline, you know. So I was concerned. I was deeply concerned she'd call her mother and that would change the timeline, you know. Um, and then on the other hand, we have Brainy still trying to process how to process feelings and not understanding. Um, so the return of his stress eating, which is a little bit funny, but her singing nine to five to help him calm down. was uh, the, yeah. That was iconic. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, so, yeah, I loved all of that um also i think that just the fact that kenny lived as a consequence of crisis i guess it was and then that that affected the way that brainy and nia saw young Kara. i think was just like the best use of changes to crisis that has happened so far in the universe so good job with that um i enjoyed following cat grant and her investigations i loved alex trying to outmaneuver her um and i thought that the like tension and the like sister fights between Ka- Alex and Kara, about her powers, about who was more responsible, about who was given up what for who, uh, was very realistic and also was a good exploration of the tension that always exists in their relationship, but which they have grown out of, or which you know they are too busy actually facing death, you know, <laughs> potential death every episode to actually worry about. So yeah, all in all, uh, two thumbs up. To enthusiastic
0: thumbs up what about you may agree (laughs) but i will say it's really funny that this show just does not know in eliza they don't know who she is (laughs) she does not exist on any earth (laughs) um i but other than that i really really enjoyed this episode it was just it was just pure fun, and I don't know why I automatically thought that they were gonna be in the '90s and 2009, and then Nia saying she was like 12 years old in 2009, I was like my god. <laughs>
2: it
0: <was so> <laughs> <old>. <laughs> um, but it was amazing, and I like Brainy and Nia could honestly have their own spinoff, and I will watch it <laughs> because it's so fun. Like they can just time travel around, send them to Legends, do whatever. Um, that was really fun. And I think that they, their awkwardness and them trying to stay on the mission and then freaking out over messing, possibly messing up, not just the timeline, but, like, bumping into Kara and Alex and Kenny um, and just having to, like, reevaluate their entire plan. Like, do they have a plan B? Do they have a plan C? And then... <laughs> brandy not just like stress eating but just like being stressed like having to pick up all of these different activities like baseball and joining like (laughs) a bunch of different you know clubs to to... (laughs) yeah either he's like unable to say no (laughs) or he just needed he's like how do you just do these things all the time and that was like a hilarious conversation in general and i think brandy was just like jesse rath's top notch in this episode specifically um And, yeah, just all the relationships and the casting is is super freaky, especially, like, the the actress who plays Alex. Her jawline is, like, exactly like (laughs) Kyler's. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, But so that was on point. The acting itself was on point. Like, I could believe that this was Kara and Alex in their youth. Um, I love Kenny. Like, Kenny just, you see him and five minutes later you're like, I don't know why Kenny was not a thing before. (laughs) Because <laughs> he was dead, yeah, they killed Kenny. <laughs> there has to be a reason they brought him back to life now. Because you know they could still go back in time and Kenny would still be there. But like, why? Why drop in the fact that he's still alive in this new universe? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's something more because I think that there's a lot to mine from that relationship, and also gives Kara something interesting in the present as well with her non-existent love life. <laughs> um, yeah, just. just just a fun fun episode um and the aliens honestly gave me like doctor who vibes <laughs> they were just random and hilarious and i also felt like they could be on legends as well Yes, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not like the regular aliens that like we're used to seeing on supergirls like very like everything's Gary. dramatic and serious yes yes exactly so it's really 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 funny um and also like cat being there in, in the sense that we got more of her backstory and also her being like, Oh yes, she did meet Kara all those years ago before she actually hired her assistant. And maybe they're going to tell us she hired her as a, her assistant. Cause she knew <laughs> she was the, the lady from Midville. So that would be um, really fun. But yeah, just a generally happy episode, like just teasing the whole time watching it because it was just a lot of fun. And even like Nia, Nia having, the emotional core of the episode in the sense that like she still doesn't really know what to do with her powers she just really really wants to call her mom like it was just really sad to watch her go through that because it's it is hard to just not pick up the phone and be like just hear her voice um knowing that she still existed in this um timeline and it was like i was really sad for her but i'm glad that she got to like express those feelings and also help brainy through his ordeal um so they they made a good team
2: Yeah, I like that, um, because I you know, I I agree with you that it was hard to, it seems like because she's been struggling with her powers and how to interpret her dreams for a while in the past couple of episodes, and so now here's a chance where, and I thought it was, like, really good where she kind of realizes in the middle of, like, talking to Kara that, you know, like, she wishes she could pick up her mom, and she see her, like, shoot a glance over to the phone, like, Oh wait, I can call my mom because it's 2009 and I'm 12 and my mom's still alive. So I, I thought that was like a good conflict for Nia to have in the episode. Um, and I was thinking of ways, like in my mind, I was like okay, if she does call and her mom picks up, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm a fellow Notorian. I'm not your daughter, Nia, but a different <laughs> Notorian." And I don't want to know how hypothetically you would interpret this dream. You know, like I'm, I'm like trying to like make it make sense in my head for her to be able to like do this as well. Um in in the episodes. I you know, it was like really a good um episode for Nia to kind of um, you know, that whole back to the future kind of concept. They're not just worried about Kara and Alex's timelines and messing that up, but there's also the threat of you know, the easy out for Nia to be, just be able to go and talk to her mom. Maybe you won't change it too much. And, you know, there's a, that temptation there. So I thought that was really good. Um Overall, I thought it was, like, just a fun episode, um, filler episode that's just, like, fun vibes. You don't really feel like you are missing out so much on what's going on in the present. Um I felt like they had – I loved Kara and Kenny's little superhero side gig thing of like saving cats from trees and all that kind of stuff and they they had this like whole superhero duo like worked out while alex was away um but then like also in the the villains even like i was like why is he like the the twerk guy he's like he is like strangely handsome (laughs) like like if (laughs) if zoolander was an alien that would be this dude It, it felt like it felt like timeline appropriate like this is like early late 90s early 2000s like Power Rangers kid appropriate campy kind of villain <laughs> kind of thing so I felt like it fit in with the timeline that they would have to face like this kind of a villain um, whatever so I thought that that fit in very well um, Brain Nia's crash landing um, and pretending to be Brandon and Brenda that was hilarious I'm like you're aliens, and your names are Brandon and Brenda. Could you not, like, come up with something more alien-sounding? I don't know. Um, but um, I also like Brady and Kenny's dynamic. Um, just, I just like Kenny so much. He's such a good character. Um, him and Brady... Um, like, when his his mom came in, he's like, oh, my God, I have to hide the alien. And, like, Brainy's already hidden and all. Like, their their dynamic was just, like, really fun. I felt like Kara and Nia bonded on a really close level, which is something, like, when you think about, like, her um, childhood and, you know, even though she had, like, a great childhood, there's all that, always that sense of her otherness of being, like, an alien and, you know, as much as she loved her. Alex and her mom there's just certain things that they didn't understand being an alien on this planet you know by yourself and having um things that only you would deal with and here's Nia who is another alien and and has powers and you know so it was a way for for Kara to have somebody kind of innately understand what she was going through I Thought like her and um Nia's relationship they got to bond on a different level, um, which is kind of cool. Um, I think because it makes sense, and you know, I knew we were getting young cabs like, how does she come into this and the whole her whole connection with Kara and um being suspicious of her, but it makes sense why Kat was there with the newspaper calling it the luckiest town in America. And you're like, no town is that lucky. So it makes sense why Kat was going there to uncover what the real story was. Um, So I thought that was also kind of, it was a good way to bring her into the story and get a young version of Kat in the episode. Um, And then I agree, like, especially with young Alex, like, it's just spot on. Like I don't know how. Like Kylie, when she was like directing the episode, was like, "You are me." Like how is this? <laughs> how is this happening? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, um, I, I overall, I really at the
0: CW are doing.
2: I yeah, great job, <laughs> great job, guys. That was that was spot on. Um, so yeah, what did not spark joy about this episode?
0: I think in general, like this episode, like I thought it was just going to (laughs) end. (laughs) <laughs> so I was surprised they are like, to be continued. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. Um, I uh-huh. guess them arriving like 24 hours beforehand was an issue. So they're like, well, we have more things to explore, which is a clever way to, you know, not have Melissa in an episode. <laughs> in right. the rest the um, And then just carry on with, with Brainy and Nia. So while I like that we're getting to spend more time with them, the plot isn't that thick (laughs) for them to have another episode for it. Um, But we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with the aliens. And I honestly, like I like Alex generally, but this episode, she was like starting to get on my nerves and I don't usually get as annoyed of Alex (laughs) as maybe some other people do. Um, But this like, it was just, laying it on thick and then they're it's like they keep bringing up these issues of how Alex feels about you know sort of raising Kara because you know Eliza's not around Um, but there's this message that like they keep in the sense that they keep bringing it up over and over again every time they revisit the past or sometimes when Alex gets super protective in the present and then they haven't I think they've maybe touched upon the subject like once and they've talked about it and you know, hash things out. But in general, it always feels like there's an elephant in the room regarding the burden of one sister over the other. And it doesn't ever seem to get, like, no one ever gets past those feelings. Um, And so I don't think that they needed to, like, lay it on so thick in this episode. Like, we already know what the issues were. And it was just a lot um, from Alex specifically to kind of, like, make... I don't know, I felt bad for Kara because, like, she was just trying to help and trying to use her powers. Like, Superman did it. He was fine. And then you also had Kenny who was helping, and that's great. Like, I love the fact that he knew who she was. So it didn't need to be this extra thing of, you know, wanting to make sure that she doesn't reveal her powers to anyone and just kind of keep quiet. It's a lot. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's pretty much my dislike or lack of joy of the episode 2 was mostly <laughs> mostly Alex because like I said I mean I said it was realistic and it is and I do think that those are the kind of things that you don't really get over and that even you could talk about it many times but the like the dynamic is always going to stay the same it's never going to change and you're never going to take away what already happened but mm-hmm. also Kara didn't ask for her planet to be destroyed Kara didn't ask to be taken in by the no-show parents that are Jeremiah and whatever her name is we just mentioned Eliza, <laughs> Eliza, yes, thank you. Um, and Kara didn't ask for, um, you know, Alex to take over running her life, so so it's like I understand where Alex is coming from, but she's putting a lot on currently, uh, a traumatized teenage girl, you know, even if she is a super powerful alien. Uh, so anyway, uh, she was especially annoying in this episode, uh, and I don't like remembering this this facet of Alex. So, you know, great job playing Alex when she's like that, but I don't, you know, like to see it. <laughs> Other than that, I, I thought the cliffhanger was fun, but I agree that they were stretching it a little bit thin. I thought the aliens, the aliens were really funny um, and, like, the whole idea of, like, a collector, but for, you know, Supergirl World instead of, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is enjoyable. I'm, I'm here for it, but, um, but it would also just kinda like very juvenile. Like they just added it there mm-hmm. so that then they can have whatever they're going to have, right? Whatever they're gonna add with cat.
2: Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's like an appropriate level baddie for a teenage <laughs> right. super girl. I guess yeah. that's what it
1: is. Um, so yeah. But otherwise I really enjoyed the episode. So I got no complaints.
2: Yeah, I mean I get what you're saying about Because I feel like like it was very um trying like having Alex you know be such so much of a control freak in the episode but you know like you said like it's stuff that we knew about their past and that it wasn't as tight of a relationship as it is in the present um so you can't really change that so Alex is just going to be who she was back then um but I, like I definitely get what you y'all are saying about how it's awesome. Like I felt like the that that fight or argument they had was really good, um, and the fact that it was like all this like tension that Alex was feeling, but then also like Car got to be like, you know, I didn't ask you to to give. I didn't ask you to like stay home from Europe and not go to Europe because of me and all this kind of stuff. And you know, she is like an orphan, pretty much. Like she left her whole world. Like how do you say? To someone whose home got destroyed and all their family is presumed dead, that you're not mature and you don't have any life experiences like that, you know, <laughs> seems like maybe not equivalent. Speaking in equivalencies, but um, so that was that was kind of harsh from from both sides, and like um, you know, especially like coming from from Alex, like even though I, I get where she was coming from, it's still kind of hard to see that side of of their relationship that, you know, you don't really want to go backwards in that. Um But I think, like, overall with this episode, I agree. Like, did this happen? I, I felt like I was watching the episode, and it kept going. And I'm like, there's only three minutes left, but they still haven't solved the whole solar flare thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did this, this episode really need to be a two-parter? Um, so I, I agree with you. I feel like it... I don't know if it's going to be like a part and a half. Maybe they get back to the present in the mid part of the next episode. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not really sure it needed to be a two-parter. Other than the fact that they wanted to waste time creatively. Of not having like Melissa there. And you know doing what they needed to do I guess. Um, also like Brainy was stressing me out. Like he was stressing me the fuck out. With how much he was stressing um and then, like this whole kind of um, destructive coping mechanism pattern with him um, eating his feelings and then, you know, with him being like, oh, I can replace feelings with, you know, the whole, the club, like the whole thing was like um, humorous in the fact that Kenny told him do not leave the lab and he left the lab for chips and then wound up in the glee club and baseball club and math leads and all this other stuff and Kenny trying to like uh, Be like, what happened to you? And like, all of that was like humorous, but just him spiraling because of his, his emotions and trying to avoid his emotions by spiraling into other things was like very stressing. And then like him taking it out on Nia and all that kind of stuff. It like it ended very well. I really, I, I should have said that in my joys that I loved Nia singing Nine um, to Five by Dolly Parton and that being like her favorite song and all of that. But I just kind of felt like. Brainy did a lot to like, he, he stressed me out. He stressed me out. (laughs) Like it was like a lot. Um, So, you know, that was not as joyful for me. Um, And then I also like, I don't see why Cara wanting to go to national city instead of Midville was going to spell out the end of her relationship with Kenny. Like, I don't understand. Kenny's not stuck in Midville. He's not like a failed athlete that needs to stay in Midville to live out his whatever dreams He's not, like, his his mom isn't sick and he has to stay here to take care of her. She's very healthy. We saw her. She's doing all right. Um, So I don't really understand why their world has to be confined to Midville. Um, Like, when she was applying to other schools, did they not, like, say, let's apply to a couple of schools? (laughs) Like, did he not apply to other schools? Um, Can he not, like, move the base somewhere else? Like, why? Like, what is the issue that he can't leave Midville and she has to leave Midville. Like I didn't understand that whole thing. And I, I feel like it's a forced issue because they have to explain in this changed timeline why Cara is just not Mary Kenny now. <laughs> but um yeah so I don't I don't know how they'll how they'll figure all that out. And then I'm sorry, like all to all the cat stands um <laughs> <laughs> and I know like you liked her in this uh, episode. I just didn't like her vibe. Especially when <laughs> she came in to Midville and she was like giving me Karen vibes with her coffee order to like the guy in, in in like the milkshake shop or whatever. It's like this is not, you're not, you don't have Pulitzers yet. You are not the head of a CatCo organization yet. Like calm down, Cat. You don't have to do all this. So I didn't like her vibes. She could have like come See. in a little... A little more eager and a little less entitled. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree about that. And it's funny because like this was over ten years ago now, and I'm like, Lois Lane is still like the best reporter. I'm like, wasn't she just starting out? How old is Lois?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What did our listeners have to say? We have feedback from a couple different people. Yes, we do. Ooh.
0: We have feedback from Shang. Who says bullet points. Lovely. He says, ah, so this is how the show would be if they tried to be campy instead of tackling sociopolitical issues without any actual nuance towards the topic. Excellent. Very up my (laughs) alley. Alex being so fucking exasperated about everything around her and aching to kick someone's ass. Chef's. Chef's kiss. That Danvers sister angst though. Alex having to be the mature one loving Kara but still bitter and Kara wanting to do the right thing because she's just pure of heart, dumb of ass and driving Alex crazy. God top tier. (laughs) The acting was so great and I could see Melissa and Kyler in them and it's... I'm emotional. (laughs) Okay but everyone in present time is suffering and even though this ep has been so much fun there's still this dread in my mind about the characters we have right now. Kara is having suffering in her worst nightmare alex is having a whole ass depression burnout and everyone is trying to get Kara back on earth so on one hand i love the dynamics of young danvers and brainia this episode really served no purpose
2: <laughs> it did they were trying to get her dna <laughs> but they didn't
0: yes they i don't even not. know
2: if the solar flare is going to happen now like where are they let's give me like That's another true. They already changed the future yeah prediction
0: yes maybe they'll show back up in the present and Kenny and Kara will be married.
2: (laughs) I would (laughs) would love that. That would be hilarious.
0: (laughs) And then finally, he says, I'm going to turn a blind eye onto whatever the fuck they reckon with their crisis reasoning because I do not fucking care anymore. All I need is them to retcon that Nia's mother is actually alive. Oh. And her sister is not a transphobe. Thanks.
2: I think that that if that was the case, then Nia would know that already because Alex knew already that Kenny was alive. That would be really awkward if she did not.
0: But if they, because they're back in the past now, changing the future, oh, you're thinking- she wouldn't know yet. Oh, she, she would back. come back and it would be yes. different. Yes, like if mm-hmm. she changed
1: it in the past by contacting her mother or somehow crossing paths with her sister,
0: that might, Yeah. Yeah. So interesting, that be interesting. Um, and then over to Swara. Swara says this was a good episode of Supergirl and I love Nia and Brainy being the leads of it and deepening their relationship even more I have to say though in understanding that we're still in a pandemic it felt weird to see virtually no crowd whatsoever in a high school setting <laughs> not so many species and subcultures to see Brainy I know it's hard to critique the show on this but honestly it almost felt eerie I love the bonding between Nia and young Kara and seeing young stressed out Alex dealing with parent aliens on the guest appearance of the episode to be honest though I always love Kat Grant I feel like she was misplaced and unnecessary in this episode I know she was there to drive some conflict but it was just it just felt superfluous Mm -hmm. I don't know Nia calling her mom to hear her voice was so heartbreaking and meaningful to see the blue alien villains are fine (laughs) wait this is a two-parter I shall report the rest next week (laughs) (laughs) indeed they were Um, and then we have Sonya's feedback Sonia says, I love the Supergirl flashback episode so much. I think that they cast young Kara and young Alex so well. Like the actresses definitely embody both Melissa and Kyler's mannerisms, character traits, etc. It's 2009, which means that I had gone to prom two years previously in 2007, and my sister had gone to prom that same year, so seeing Nia's dress and her... And Brainy talking about how this is how people dress in this t- in this time made me laugh out loud because it was definitely not. It was not. <laughs> I know. Like, what? This is why I thought it was a different decade. I was
2: like, this is not 2009. Come on, people. <laughs> I think it was because Brainy planned it. Yeah. Like, got it For wrong. Sure.
0: <laughs> I loved seeing Kenny again. So happy that they had crisis make it that he didn't end up getting killed by that cop. Him and Cara as boyfriend-girlfriend is just so cute. And the fact that they work together to save people is also very nice I love how they made Nia and Brainy say they were from the same planet yet they have both they both have very different powers and it was so cool to see young Cat Grant because she still worked for the planet as a gossip columnist and we got a Perry White reference since that one we got since yeah that one we got in season one when Shabon tried to get behind Cat's back to get a job at the planet oh I forgot about that also, I love realizing that six years later, we would see Kat being the queen of all media. Maybe it is a story about the events in this episode that will catapult her career and make her create Catco. hmm <laughs> her hatred for Lo is still being shown. <laughs> 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 and Brainy excessively eating was hilarious like it was last episode. And then he couldn't get any more food. So he decided to join a bunch of high school activities to blow off steam. And then there was the push-up scene. <laughs> love Nia having that moment of wanting to call her mom and made me tear up and then Nia singing that song to Brainy was so amazing lovely feedback thank you all and we will post to the tumblr the
2: tumblr oh so now we have reached that point in the episode where you discuss lady with gumption of the week and who we're oh, skipping oh. predictions like Oh, no, we are not. We are going to go, <laughs> <laughs> go back to predictions. <laughs> I just predicted you didn't have any. Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, my <laughs> only prediction is that
2: <laughs> Kenny will be back in the present. Exactly. That's all. I was oh, my God. Please be back in the present, Kenny.
1: In the, in the present. Because otherwise, why?
2: Yeah. Considering it's a I, final season, like, Yeah.
1: I know there's no way for them to really forward. William and Kara, but if they wanted to, they could have Kara thinking or talking about William, and they could actually include William in the proceedings and have him (laughs) be doing something to bring Kara back. And the fact that they're not just shows they're not interested in that ship, Mm -hmm. which is fine. No one was. And now we've got Kenny. So let's go.
2: Just bring Kenny back. Like, I'm, like, (sighs) one of the things, like, this is because this is a two-parter, and Kenny survived not being dead before, and so there's always (laughs) that... (laughs) That, like, n- like little thing of, you know, will they kill him? Th- because we're not, like, messing with the timeline, right? Like, Brandy and Nia are um, in the past, and they've already messed up a little bit, where he, like, the the alien dude is at large instead of, like, in prison in Uruguay or whatever. So, but since Kenny is alive, like, I'd like to see him again. I, I think, like, it would be perfectly fine retconning him with Carr in the presence or having them, like, come back together at some point. Um, because again, like, what you're, like, what you're saying, like, why bring him, make him, like, alive again, if not having it connect back into the present with her, that would be great. Um, but, like, I'm just, you know, I would be pissed if Brania like, messing around in the past, winds up killing Kenny, like, again. <laughs> no! <laughs> like, they, because they, no, were, like, that is bad. they I know! That's why I don't want it. Like, they were caught at the end of the episode, and, like, Kenny has, like, a heroic streak, so I don't know if, like... Maybe he tries to get in the middle of like saving Brainia and get shot or something. I don't know. I don't want it to happen. But you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Because like we, why we else, why else that,
0: is this? A we two-parter? don't want that part to happen. Why have is this a two-parter? It
2: That's what I want to know. That's like the the, the the like the hanging thread of what else could there be yeah. left to explore in the That's so, true. But I don't like it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, lady with gumption of the week. We cannot give it to Kenny because he's not a lady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just know that we love you, Kenny. <laughs> um, for Supergirl, definitely Nia. No, yes, I'll give it to Nia for Supergirl. And for Black Lightning. <laughs> JJ for having the the gumption to go back into the atmosphere. (laughs) JJ
1: certainly had a lot of gumption. JJ was full of gumption.
2: (laughs) Who's your Supergirl pick, Tati?
1: I mean, mine was going to be Nia also. So, uh, okay. Took it right out of my mouth.
2: Mine was JJ for Black Lightning. Um, and then I was going to go Young Kara for Supergirl. Although, Nia is also a strong option. So between Young Kara, Nia, and JJ, hmm.
1: I mean, I feel like we all agree on JJ. So maybe JJ would win by default. I think, you know, I would say.
0: Mm, mm, Nia. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree about Nia.
2: <laughs> okay, so Nia. Well, I, look, I agree in the sense because Nia, she calmed Brainy the fuck down. And since he was like stressing me out, that really helped me out a lot. That she was just like, <laughs> bring on down. So we'll give it to Nia this week. Um, She is our lady with gumption. Um, That is all for this week. If you are on Patreon, you will get Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week as well. Um, coming back next week, we'll have a full slate of shows because we have Legends, which premieres on Sunday, uh, followed by Batwoman, um, Black Lightning on Monday, and then Flash comes back on Tuesday, followed by Supergirl. So, so stay tuned for that five-hour episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh what dear. Four. No, ooh, five shows, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try not to do that (laughs) Um, (laughs) but if you have your feedback that you want to include in our podcast please email us at gmail.com or if you have comments that you want to send to us on tumblr .tumblr ladiesatbegumption.tumblr.com and we'll see you next week Bye. Bye. bye